0: You know, the, the lie that was told to Eve in the garden by the serpent was that you can be all-knowing. And this is a lie that I think the internet and our phones tell us is that we can be all-knowing. That we don't, there's, we don't need to have anybody above us. That with this device, we can know everything. And the truth is, God did not wire us to be all-knowing. God is all-knowing. And we are finite creatures who are dependent on, a, on an all-knowing God.
1: This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. Daniel Darling, he is the Senior Vice President for Communications at NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters. And he is an author of Away With Words. We're going to talk about his latest book today, using our online conversations for good. And uh, that's something we all need to learn, right? On social media. But uh, Daniel has written for various media outlets, uh, many that you would recognize, and he is a best-selling author. He has, in fact, written nine books, including The Dignity Revolution, The Characters of Christmas, and his latest in our topic today, Away With Words. He's also a pastor, a pastor of teaching and discipleship at Green Hill Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which sounds like a very pleasant place. Dan, welcome to Charisma Connection.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, Dan, like Adam and Eve, we as humans still tend to blame other people and now social media for our own faults and weaknesses. (laughs) Wouldn't you say that's true? I mean, we don't like to take responsibility for what we write on Facebook or Twitter sometimes.
0: Yeah, we don't. I think, you know, our tendency is just to say, oh yeah, social media is so bad. But the truth is, Social media is us, it's human beings, you know, posting and writing and saying things. And so, it, you know, social media may make it easier to speak and it may have some perverse incentives at times to be more uncivil. But at the end of the day, it's, it's actually us that's doing the, you know, the, the speaking or the posting.
1: Mm-hmm. And as you say, out of the abundance of the heart, we speak, right?
0: Yes. That's right. Out of the abundance of the heart, we speak or we post or we record, however however you communicate.
1: Well, Dan, I'm a trained journalist, and we have a few of those around here at Charisma Media. And I know that as a journalist, I have a great responsibility to present the truth through our media outlet. But doesn't the consumer of news and stories also have a responsibility? And and what should Christians do in this age of you know, fake news, that's what it's been called, or accusations of fake news, whether it's truly fake or not?
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's just wise for us to filter the news, to read from a variety of sources, and really only react when we've got the full story. Uh, a lot of times we want to just kind of jump out there and talk about things or react to things when we don't really know the full story. And we've seen a few instances in the last several years where that's actually come back to to uh, haunt people, even media outlets, you know, kind of all, everyone jumping on a particular story and then finding out later that's not the full thing and having to retract things. So I think we just got to be wise about where we get our news, get it from a variety of sources, not just get it from places that confirm our worldview and, and be discerning that way.
1: I think that's good advice, Dan. Now, on page 17, I noticed you were touching on something that I can relate to, the pull of your phone, even in the middle of the night for you, and uh, you used two words that I hadn't heard put together, information and discipline. Tell us about information Mm -hmm. discipline.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you're like me, and, and probably a lot of people in your audience are like this, but there's been times you know, at night when I'm just, you know, I just can't go to sleep for whatever reason. And I used to keep my phone by my bed. I Now I keep it across the room for, for this reason, but it's just too easy to reach over and kind of, you know, endlessly scroll or Google stuff or, and, you know, the one promise our phones make us, or at least it, it, what 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 they offer, and I don't think it, it fulfills, is this idea that there's an endless knowing. That you can just you can just go online. You can find any answer you want. You can you can get whatever information you want. And it's this idea that we can be all knowing. And there's a there's a difference between what I would describe as a very healthy curiosity for knowledge and wisdom that the Bible encourages. Right? There's a whole book Proverbs that really urges us to pursue wisdom, pursue knowledge. Uh, there's a difference between that and a kind of endless you know, chasing after tidbits of useless information, and when Paul talks in the epistles quite a bit about being a busybody and having to know everything, even though we have access to more information at our fingertips than any generation in human history, we're not actually becoming smarter. Uh, Nicholas Carr has a book called *The Shallows*, where he talks about uh, the endless scrolling and searching actually makes us less smart. And so, I think as Christians, we have to be wise about, you know, wanting to pursue knowledge and be curious and pursue wisdom, but avoiding the kind of junk food information, tabloid, you know, useless information that we often fill our timelines with, that we often fill our minds with. And the truth is, you know, I think it's healthy for Christians actually at times to not know what's going on, that it's good for us to not be up to speed on the latest celebrity controversy or latest argument that's going on among christians online or something it's good for us to be out of the loop on some of those things you know the the lie that was told to eve in the garden by the serpent was that you can be all-knowing and this is a lie that i think the internet and our phones tell us is that we can be all-knowing that we don't there's we don't need to have anybody above us that with this device we can know everything and the truth is God did not wire us to be all-knowing. God is all-knowing, and we are finite creatures who are dependent on, a, on an all-knowing God.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I noticed that even when I use certain apps that are Christian or maybe just the Bible, that sometimes it comes in such you know bite-sized devotionals or whatever that I can lose my focus on Scripture as a whole— versus this little tidbit that I get for the day and then maybe I think that's enough, you know. But it's not. I know it's not. So, you know, that's a way that even a a Bible app can do us a disservice.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Bible apps can help and are you know, can be good in terms of keeping us on track with our, you know, with our Bible reading plan and all those things. But I do think you know, too much of one kind of information intake is bad for us. So I, you know, I, I have actually taken to just reading my Bible from my actual Bible, and I don't like doing it on my phone, just because I think, you know, being on my phone in various forms all day for my job and being on, on computer screen, there's something about reading a book that is, that is a little bit more feel a little bit more enduring and lasting. And, there's something about the analog page that's important. And I and I think we really have to, you know, have a healthy diet of what kind of what kinds of information we take in. Not just the kind of short little tidbits, but we need long form, you know, reading long articles, reading books, you know, watching documentaries and disciplining ourselves in that way.
1: Exactly. I mean I think there's a balance to be had, especially when it comes to the Bible reading. In fact I heard of one pastor who takes his print Bible with him and goes out and uh, stands by a tree at, in his backyard to do his devotions. so uh, that's a, that's a good approach too. Well, overall, how do you think as Christians, we can bring both truth and grace into our online world?
0: So I think I th- I'm glad you framed the question that way. Because I think a lot of times Christians will either be either or. Either it's like all in, consumed by social media, or, you know, we have to go back to the 1950s and we're going to suddenly become Amish and we're not going to use any of these technologies. And the truth is the internet's here to stay. Social media is not going anywhere. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we steward this well? And I think there's a good conversation to be had about taking a social media Sabbath and time away from it i think those that's those are very healthy and important practices but i i think we need more engagement on how how exactly do we use social media and how do we do this well how do we steward our our presence and our platform and our words well and i think the first thing we have to do is remember that we are christians when we are online that you know going online doesn't kind of take away the responsibility for us to be christian and and number 2 i think we need to weigh our words that, uh, the Bible talks a lot about, you know, how we say things. Um, it's not just about standing up for the truth. It is, but it's how we say it. Uh, first Peter three fifteen, Peter says, have an answer for every man for the hope that lies within you and do it with gentleness and kindness. And so courage and civility can both go together. So the the Bible cares how we say things. God cares about how we say things. And I th- think third, uh, we we have to ask ourselves, you know, I don't have to be an expert on everything. I don't have to opine on everything. I don't have to weigh in on every controversy. It's okay to not have an opinion on, about things. You know, 15 years ago, nobody cared what the average person thought about major world events. They just didn't, right? Hmm. Somehow, somehow we've got this thing where I have to have an opinion on every single thing, and I have to let everybody know that I'm on the right side of this. And the truth is we should resist some of that. If we're not an expert on it, if it's not an issue that we care, that, that, that affects us, we don't have to speak out on it. And we can, and I think fourth, I think we can bring joy to the online world by taking the issue seriously, but not taking ourselves so seriously. So we can, we can be playful, we can poke fun at ourselves, we can be lighthearted. Everything doesn't have to be super serious all the time. And I think, you know, if we do that, we can really contribute to making social media a much more joyful space.
1: Well, that does sound inviting, especially during a pandemic.
0: Yeah, it does, right? Like, everybody is super serious right now, and I think there's reasons to be. But we also need to find opportunities for joy, to encourage people, to, to send a nice note to someone who's written something that we really like, to, to uh, spread good news, you know, to share truths about Christ, to share truths about the gospel to encourage folks. You never know when you post something encouraging or something really meaningful about Christ, about the gospel, who will read that and be encouraged in a way that maybe changes the trajectory of their day. And So I think this is something that Christians can can be doing.
1: Well, overall, Dan, how do you think we can best use the internet and social media for good and for the glory of God?
0: Well, I think... Number one, I think remembering that the people on the other side that we may be disagreeing with are not avatars to be crushed, but they're human beings made in the image of God, they're not the sum total of their arguments, and so treating people as human beings as we would like to be treated, people with families and lives and and dreams, and not treating them like. You know, some kind of monster that we have to we have to crush. Number two, I think, just really thinking about what we say and what we post, and thinking before we post it, and not being flippant about our words. Uh, and number three, I think, sharing good news, sharing joyful news, sharing. Uh, not everything has to be doom and gloom and super serious, but sharing. You know, what are some good news? What are some good articles? What is true and beautiful? What are some pieces of art or or articles or books or or music that we've really enjoyed that we could share that might others might be interested in. I think taking kind of that approach really helps us use social media for good. And I think um <clears throat> you know is as, as much as the internet uh has negative effects, right? It also can be very positive. I think you think of how the gospel is able to be kind of broadcast on the internet, around the world, I think of all the good Christian content we can listen to. You think of sermons and 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 Bible verses and articles and and content that is uh, posted online that uh, brings people closer to Jesus. And so, I think overall, the internet is is just a powerful way to communicate the gospel in this age.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dan, for um, sort of summing that up for us and. I do think that it's something that we need to be, we need to call ourselves to to come up higher when it comes to what we say online through social media. Dan, would you like to close out this podcast with a prayer for our listeners who are engaging online?
0: I would love to. Let's do that. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the good news of the gospel. We thank you that you have called us to live in this age and in the 20th century 21st century, and with all these technological tools at our fingertips, and Lord, we know how many different ways that technology can be abused, but we also know that we can redeem it and use it for for good. Uh, Lord, I pray that as Christians, we would use our platforms to uplift and encourage and shine the light of the gospel, to to stand up for the vulnerable, to really show the world a different way, a better way than in the kind of nasty way that many people are engaging online, Lord. And I pray that you would give Christians both courage and civility as they speak up and speak out on a variety of issues. And, Lord, that you would use these tools to advance the good news of the gospel around the world. And we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for that. And his name is Daniel Darling. It's very easy to find him online, danieldarling.com. So we thank you very much, Dan, for being with us and for sharing on your book, "Away With Words.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection. And be sure to check out our Charisma Podcast Network, which is just ever-growing, lots of new shows. So you can find that at cpnshows.com, Charisma Podcast Network, cpnshows.com. And for instance, you can check out uh, one that we've had on there for a while, Christ Today with David Bryant. That's a good one, as well as Headline Prayer with Dave Kubal of Intercessors for America. Once again, that's cpnshows.com. And thanks for listening today to Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of
0: CPN.